Hello and welcome to the Two Bros Three Things podcast. Uh, my name is Joseph Morris, and I am the bigger, littler brother. And uh, I am the owner and operator of Torque Press, a small press comic book company um, that has uh, been kind of quiet lately. <laughs> Will be even more quiet soon. Uh, but if you do want to check out my work, um, you can check. There's lots of archives at www.torquepress.com, T-O-R-C-P-R-E-S-S. And with me, as always, is my little bigger brother. Hey, everybody. My name is Ryan Morris, uh, owner and operator of 3HD Recording. Uh, let's see. Uh, still uh, recording. Actually, I'm, I'm teaching guitar lessons now. So if anybody in the area wants a guitar lesson, hit me up. Uh, and more importantly, let's get on to the best part of the show, which I had actually almost forgot about before I hit the record button. But here we go anyways. Shout, shout it, shout, shout it, shout it out loud. Our timing is off. <laughs> it's going to be even worse if I put the audio clip with it like I did last time. <laughs> But uh, anyways, okay, so shout outs this week include, as usual, Deb Longoria, uh, the uh, number one shouting outist of all uh, listeners to the podcast. Hey again, Deb. And okay, what? What was it? Turns out, yeah, yeah, okay. You, uh, you were going to do it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, actually, uh, Deb gets uh, double credit because she also commented as Bumblebee Bumbles One. So the big mystery that I'm sure had been going through everybody's minds listening to this podcast is that yes, the identity of Bumblebee's Bumbles One on uh, Podbean has been discovered, and it has been Deb Longoria all along. Dun, it, dun, was, dun. it was Deb the whole time. It was Deb the whole time. Hi, she Kaiser no. Sose does. Yes, she did. It's pretty uh, sweet. So, yeah. uh, Thanks, other uh, other uh, Podbean. Co- I believe uh, we got comments from both of our cousins. Uh, one on Podbean. Yeah. I think Rachel commented on Podbean, and Katie commented on uh, Facebook. Uh, both uh, commenting about uh, the trickery involved in our various Nintendo swappings. So, uh, <laughs> or at least I think that's what Rachel commented on. And then Katie commented about uh, the 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 ellipse text, and then uh, oh yeah, and then actually she uh, she texted me uh, like a week ago about Hazel's birthday uh, with uh, ellipses in her text, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. So there was your shout it, shout it, shout it, shout We wear face paint until we didn't, but then we did again. Our three topics for today are. Oh, wait. What are our three topics? Give me a second. Oh, <laughs> our three topics for today are professionalism. Raya, professionalism, Raya and the Last Dragon, DIY furniture. And Bond, James, James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Oh, there's going to so, be a lot of accents in that one. Oh, there's going to be a lot of accents. I, I'm a little worried that the third one is going to be such a broad topic that I we may have to call an audible on that it, one. It, 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 it may go, we're going to have to cut it off. We may have to come back to James Bond another time. I could be wrong. We may burn through it in 20 minutes and be fine, but... I'm a little worried that one's there's a lot there. 
it is broad and it's it's a little maybe too broad so yeah we can we'll we'll probably focus on an aspect or two and leave a little something to the imagination all right so with no further ado let's move on to topic one raya and the last dragon so this actually is a little bit more than just about the movie um, as you all know, we've been in COVID times. If for some reason you're listening to this in the far-fledged future, far-fledged uh, future, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But for the rest of us, we all know what COVID times means, and we will always know what COVID times means. Um, so most of us have not been in a theater in a very long time, well over a year, um, and getting close to two, I would guess, at this stage. My little sister, um, Jessie, or I guess technically my sister-in-law, I call her little sister. Um, Jesse um, wanted to do something nice for her birthday. So we rented out a theater because that's kind of a thing you can do now is you can rent a theater out for like a hundred people or less. And um, you can watch a movie in a theater with just this small select group of people. And uh, so that's what we did. And we watched Ray and the last dragon and she invited all of her family and all of my family, which was super nice of her. Yeah, th- and, thanks for the free movie. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, we went and we watched that, and then we had cake afterwards, and it was great. Uh, and it was one of those things that was like, I don't know. I I had been fine with not going to a movie theater until I went to it, and I was like, oh, wow, this was really nice. Like, it was just nice to be out and do something. And at this stage, you know, we're all vaccinated except the little kids um, and my wife for reasons. Um, But most of us are vaccinated. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, we all kind of have been involved in the same pods. So we all kind of know that we're all being careful and everything. And, And the numbers have been going down significantly and things are starting to, I guess we're in as of, I think Saturday we're in phase five. We're, we're wide open, baby. Illinois yeah, is, is back in business. Yeah. So no, uh, it's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, but anyway, so that was sort of the situation. And as for Ray and the last dragon, uh, it's really cool. It's the latest Disney movie. And, um, it's got this kind of East Asian flair. So a little bit, of a little bit of China, a little bit of Japan, a little bit of India, some other places all kind of rolled into one uh, sort of ethos. Basically, uh, this girl has to resurrect the last dragon to save humanity from boiling clouds of darkness that turn people to stone. So, uh, yeah, it was a real good flick. Uh, what do you think, bro? Um, I liked it. Uh, there were some glaring plot holes that we can probably get into to later. But, right. uh, yeah, the uh, it, it, it's and it was kind of neat also, I thought, that it it was you know based on kind of uh i would assume anyways like uh asian mythology kind of things ish but it yeah. was in like this like fantastic world it wasn't like actually in china or japan or you know any of the other kind of nationalities that were somewhat represented um right. it was just kind of in this like this world and then there was there was how many different tribes there's like five different tribes or something yeah five and, different tribes all named after like segments of the dragon so like i think like fang heart uh spine tail claw something like yeah, that yeah i think uh, th- that sounds right 
Yeah, um, I think there's five of them. Even though I swear one of the uh, one of the tribes just kind of got forgotten at one point. <laughs> like they really focused on a lot of like Fang and Heart because our, our hero was from Heart, right? Yeah, hero was from Heart, and the antagonist was from Fang. Right. Uh, so we really focused on those two. And then like the, the other three or whatever, were just kind of like, eh. like the Mongols were kind of, uh, I forget which one they were. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, they were a little bit like, they were a little bit Mongol and a little bit Tibetan. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, I believe that was spine and yeah, they, they really didn't get a lot of screen time. Well, yeah, but they actually had like a hero though. Cause like the big dude was part of their tribe. Yeah. So it's like, but they didn't get much screen time because they'd kind of been wiped out. But then, uh, yeah. but the, at least they had a hero. Left. But I swear, one of the tribes didn't even like have a hero, you know, in the group. I don't think. Yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. They they started in they started in Claw, and the the Claw kid they pick up on the boat. Mm. Who is who's the shrimp kid? Oh, okay. He, he was actually in boat. Claw. Yeah. Okay. See, that was the thing, but you didn't you didn't really see Claw Society or anything. They got they got the short end of the stick, but they were kind of mostly desert, so you know. But yeah, Claw got the short end of the stick, and and that was that was the Shrimp Kid. Oh, okay. So, uh, so okay, so the Shrimp Kid was Claw. The yeah, Shrimp uh, Kid was Claw. Uh, okay, so the 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 Con Baby was he? Uh, whatever the other or what was the other one? Oh crap! Now I've already forgotten. Tail, tail. I want to say tail. tail. Let's say tail. Yeah. All right. So con baby tail, shrimp kid claw. <laughs> yes, you're getting a lot of info by listening to this, aren't you? Yeah, I was about to say this makes no sense to anyone. <laughs> no, you would have to have seen it. But, all right, all right. So, well, let's go through quick the the main characters uh, the way we are doing it. Okay. okay. So then, uh, Raya was heart. Yeah, Raya was heart, and. Uh, her, like I said, the antagonist was um, Claw was Fang or Fang, right? Yeah, okay. Because so, that was the thing. Okay, so I guess all five island. were kind of represented then. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, all five of them are because that, that was sort of also the point was um, these societies basically like the dragons. Uh, okay, the 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 mist clouds that turn people to stone had already gone through once and like wrecked everything right but the dragons saved the day but in doing so the dragons had sacrificed themselves and only one dragon supposedly survived although no one could find the one the last dragon right yeah and the the big deal was the the dragon combined all of the other dragons powers together to yeah. fight and that's kind of the elite motif of the whole movie it's basically a big episode of uh, uh the the moral anyways is just like every episode of pj masks if you work together oh. you can defeat right. your enemy or you know yeah. working together is ultimately the goal and that's a whole yeah. point of the movie even though it's seemingly lost on everybody until the very end right well that's just the thing again all the societies should be working together, but they're not, and they're all divided, and um, and, and what divides them ultimately is to defeat the the cloud thingies. Um, the dragons created this gem, and the gem was all that was left. So Hart got the gem somehow, but because Hart got the gem, everyone else was jealous of Hart because it's like, oh, they've got the gem, they've got the magical power, and they're wonderful. And we're stuck. We're stuck in the boonies, and then 
through shenanigans, the gym gets cracked into pieces and the cloud things come back and start turning people to stone again. And all the pieces go to all these different nations and everyone separates from each other. And, and because they're all, because again, no one's working together. The clouds just run a mech and eat people. Right. And it, it's kind of funny. Uh, I thought anyways, watching cause the, 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 like the first 20 minutes is when it all goes wrong because, because the heart clan invites all the other clans over for dinner basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when, uh, one of the Fang kids, uh, which is kind of the antagonist ish of the movie, um, she actually, she ends up, uh, conning Rhea into taking her to see the stone or the, the dragon ball, whatever it is, <laughs> a dragon, <laughs> dragon ball Z maybe. I believe Goku's in there somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so she ends up trying to steal the dragon ball, which yes, we're going to call it the dragon ball from dragon now ball. on. And she tries to, to she tries to steal the dra- dragon ball and it gets broken and everything. And, okay. So, and then the rest of the tribes come running in and they see the broken dragon ball and they all are fighting over pieces of the broken dragon ball because they think that that dragon ball is going to save their particular society from whatever's going wrong with it. And, and what I think is kind of funny is immediately these, these, the purple smoke monsters come up to start turning everybody to stone. Like immediately the second the right. ball is pressed like, and yeah. not L- a literally one, the second it's broken. Nobody said, Oh crap, let's put it back together again. You know, they all was like, no. no, I'll take mine and run for the Hills. And, and like when I first watched it, I was like, this is utterly ridiculous. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, no, 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 well, no, that's no. That's, this is exactly that's how exactly people act. how pe- yeah, that is exactly how people we have seen in the last year and a half. That is exactly how people act. The writing is a wall. It's obvious that all we got to do is work together and we can get over a problem. And yet, no, no, no we're no. not going to do that. It's me first. To hell with everybody else. Well, see, that was that was my big thing. Did you watch Wonder Woman eighty four? I know it's a different movie, but I, I did it's sort of. You did? I did. Okay. See, that was my problem with Wonder Woman 84 was like at the end of the movie, basically I'm spoiling things for a different movie that we're not actually talking about here. My wife is currently rolling her eyes at me. Okay. People, so, people are listening to the podcast that haven't watched 84, but then did watch Raya. You, we got you too. We got you twice. You know? We got you twice. Okay. But yeah, at the end of Wonder Woman 84, like – like uh, the the dude Max, a uh, oh, guy I can't remember his name, even though I know him from the comics. But anyway, the guy becomes the Wishmaster and is like connected to the entire world and offering everyone their heart's desires, but is destroying everything as he's doing this thing, right? Mm. And like the the only way to save the world is people have to like let go of their wishes. And, and say, I don't want my wish anymore. Uh, yeah. And that was how they saved the world because everyone came together. Everyone, like, in the entire, 1980s. everyone in the entire world gave up their wish. What a load of crap. Oh, that was what a load. You know, there's some redneck somewhere that's like, I ain't giving up my wish. Well, my joke was when I was watching it with the wife, I'm like, because we we saw that, and I just look at her and like shake my head. And I'm like, there is literally thousands of dudes out there with 10 inch penises going, nah. (laughs) Well, that's just it. It was just such a, yeah. I mean, I. I know 
there was a time where an ending like that would have been nice and would have worked and we would have bought it. We can't anymore. Wow. At least it, at least it sort of worked with Rhea because basically like it just had to be five people in Rhea, right? Well, well it also worked in Rhea because uh yeah, be- because their population had dwindled so. Right. And like but even then in Rhea like doesn't it take place like the, like the movie basically takes place like 6 years after the, oh, yeah. the big, I mean, so they've yeah. had six years of running from these like smoke beasts and, and, yeah. uh, you know, everybody turning into stone, you know, like, like I think and people, no, no one ever had the idea to like maybe try putting the things together right. or anything. Yeah. And, and, like you said, was, it took six years. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Rhea was the only one who was actually even looking for anything, and that was mostly because, yeah. well, like Fang had... Uh, the, well, and while she's looking for it, she's being hunted by, by Fang. Right, yeah. Fang. That was the other joke. Like, she's out collecting these, these shards of the Dragon Ball, and then, like, Fang's out to kill her. So the only person trying to do any good is actively being hunted by everyone else. Right. And one of the thing then the reason why is we find that the the only other thing that can stop these things is water. So and right. Fang Fang had built a canal around their their city. So they were they were in a sense safe or reasonably safe from the things. So obviously since they were safe, they didn't care about anybody else. Nope. Which didn't I, I, I was like, okay, yep, nailed that one too. So Yeah, no, that's that's legit. No, that's just it. I mean, that was the thing. And and like I said, I mean, I know, you know, in the end, everyone comes together, like for realsies at the very, very end, you know, and they become one nation and one tribe again. But it's like, again, it takes, it takes near annihilation for them, for five people to come together uh, enough to like end this thing. But I mean, it, it, it's again. It was much more believable than Wonder Woman eighty four, and I had no real problems with the the ending. And I, I did actually like also that at the end of the day, it wasn't Raya who was the big hero either. Yeah, that's which, true. Which I thought that was kind of an interesting swing on you know a kind of in some ways classic story here. That uh, yeah, they uh, she ends up basically stepping aside and in some ways dumping all of the responsibility on the girl from Fang, but she did kind of start it all in the first place. So well, as I said, it was it was interesting that the antagonist, the technically the villain of the film, because I mean the the clouds don't have any personality; hmm. they're just they're just purple clouds of death, right? So like, there's nothing to them. Um, Beyond, you know, they turn people to stone. So technically the villain of the film is the Fang girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but she actually has this like redemption arc. Um, and and in the end, she's the one who has to save the day. So it's, it is really, again, it's a really good ending um, and it works. Um, and, and what's funny is uh, like rewatching it. I was like, she actually starts to try to escape, like because because Raya and all the others get turned to stone. She's like, "I'm out of here," but then she like changes her mind and is like, "Well, I guess I'll try the thing that they told me to try and see if it works." I guess so. Um, so what was your experience? Um, in the in the rental movie theater, how'd you how'd you like that part? Of um, it? I liked it. There was definitely there's upsides. It, it was better than a regular movie because yeah. I don't know. There's something to me that's a little comfort more comforting comforting 
taking your children to a movie if they're only irritating people you know you know (laughs) because like it doesn't seem you don't seem like such a jerk if you know everybody there so it's like they're you know they're they're probably going to be still irritated by my children but at least they're not gonna you know leave the movie theater wishing us dead or something so uh see see what i thought was great was like like i don't i don't know See, I, I actually I, I felt bad because I kept having to chase my child around the theater. Uh, um, well, actually, I didn't and, think your kid was really that bad, and actually, my kids were really good. Uh, Neil, yeah, just, I don't remember anything with your kids. I see the great thing about that group was we brought Karen Wade with us, uh, so she just you know talked at full volume <laughs> the whole film. What's well, the funny part? I didn't hear her at all, and I think Jesse sat down next to her and also talked at full. volume. <laughs> through the whole film and it, so, i don't fault either. i don't fault jesse for it no way shape or form as her birthday do what you want okay. but uh and, and i didn't the thing is you know these modern movie theaters are so loud anymore anyways and we we were all pretty well spaced apart so right. it's not like like i didn't hear anybody except my kids and yeah. so it, but i mean but i mean at the same time i think my dad tenna is toned into the frequency of my kids See, so much it. yeah. that it's like any peep they make, I'm just like, oh, what is that? Shut up. <laughs> You're going to You're embarrassing the, me. You're ruining the movie for me. You for other movie people. For everyone. Yeah. Everyone's going to hate me because of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's so true. Yeah. I, uh, I had to, my, my son really liked the lights on the floor. <laughs> So he kept trying to touch all the lights on the floor. He kept trying to climb the stairs, which was terrifying. Uh, he ran all over the place. He tried to get out the fire exit. Yeah, it, in the best of times, uh, a movie theater is gross. <laughs> yeah. But during the pandemic, it's just so yeah. much worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> Germs everywhere. Germs everywhere. So... Anyway, um, but yeah, Ray and the Last Dragon, it's a cool flick. I liked it quite a lot. You can you can watch it now on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus. Um, no no more Premier Access either. Y'all. No more Premier Access. It's available for free if you have the service. Um, I kind of thought, in a way, it felt like what an Avatar The Last Airbender movie should have been instead of what people actually got, um, which is a, which I, I, is a, is a very... Very good recommendation because Avatar The Last Airbender was one of the best animated TV series that's come out of the last few years. And this felt very similar to that in terms of style and humor and uh, action and everything else. So it's a real good flick. And if you ever get a chance to rent out a movie theater with a bunch of your friends, do it because it's really fun. And there you go. That was Ray and the Last Dragon. And our next topic is DIY Furniture. Now, back in my parents' days and in my youth, if you wanted to buy furniture, you would either go to a store that sold furniture. There used to be stores that exclusively sold furniture. There still uh, are, or actually. You, yeah, I guess there are. Yeah, furniture's still a thing people need. Um, <laughs> it's not just all Walmart or Sears. Oh, Sears is gone. Never mind. No uh, more standing you, in a vacant house for you. Go to yeah. a furniture store. Go to a furniture store. <laughs> so... You know, you but you go to a furniture store, you'd go to a resale shop, or you'd go to a uh, a garage sale, and you'd you buy 
furniture. And it was already all together, and it was all made up, and it was all great. And you you borrowed a friend's truck, and you hauled it, or you used your truck or whatever, and you took it home, and you put it in your house, and you were done. And then at some point, someone decided that that was too easy. <laughs> so now... All of our furniture is not pre-made or pre-assembled. You have to build it yourself from a kit, and hence DIY furniture. Now, is is it like is is IKEA the the reason this has all happened? Is yes. that where all this came from? I believe IKEA was the was the uh, patient zero of the DIY pandemic. Because um, yeah, IKEA sold cheap furniture that you had to meld yourself and there was always pieces missing and yet people did it and kept doing it to the point that that became the standard. And then on top of it, now everything's mail. Well, not mail or everything you order online. So it's not like, it's not like they can, uh, they're not going to deliver a credenza to your door. (laughs) I don't think it's credenza an actual piece of furniture. I don't know. I know a cadenza is the end of a song. (laughs) No, a cadenza is a thing. I don't know for sure if it's a piece of furniture. I feel like our wives are once again rolling their eyes at (laughs) us. My wife doesn't have to. My wife hasn't watched or listened to the show for like months. It's all right. I can literally say whatever I want. She'll have no clue. (laughs) Um, My wife listens pretty regular, so I got to be careful. Thanks, Mia. Yep. Oh, so, no, okay, so, but that's the kind of the thing about the IKEA thing more than anything is like IKEA has these giant stores, like four level right. store, stores. I've never actually been in one, but I've not actually seen one. I don't think. Well, I like when they first came around. I think people would make like pilgrimages to go to the stores just to look right. at their furniture and stuff, and I apparently still... eat meatballs. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you go and you eat meatballs and you you stare at furniture and then maybe you leave with a box of something. Well, and that's just it. Okay. I can understand you. In fact, I've, I'm looking at furniture. I built myself, my studio desk. I all put, I put it all together, you know, and ordered it online. That all makes sense to me. But the idea of going to a store where there is assembled furniture and then purchasing unassembled furniture on yes. your way out. Exactly. Kind of, it makes my head hurt. Why would you? Exactly. It's weird. <laughs> but that's what we, that somehow, somehow we got conned into this and now it's the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and, and the, the further joke of this is when me and my wife met, I basically told her pretty early on, I am not, I am not handy. Despite the fact that I had worked with my dad for over 20 years at that point, um, I learned nothing in terms of automobile repair or mechanicking or woodworking or electrical work or um, assembling things or plumbing. All of the things that you learned from dad, I didn't learn any of that from dad. Now, it turns out I may actually have an excuse. We'll find out in a few weeks. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, um, but nonetheless, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I was never interested. I didn't learn any of it from Dad. And I told her straight up, I'm not handy. And yet now, every time I turn around, there's a giant box sitting on our doorstep, and it means I have to spend four or five hours on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon assembling something. So like. To date, I've I've built tables, I've built chairs, I've built um, a I built a grill, 
Um, I assembled, um, oh, I assembled our kid's outdoor slide, which he never uses. <laughs> um, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I built. Oh, I built. I built my son's crib. I built my son's new bed. Um, I built both of the dressers in my kids' room. So yeah, just like uh, I've built a lot of crap. <laughs> it comes. It came about. I think more like like we have quite a bit of it now too. We didn't really used to because uh, my wife and I are both seemingly depositories for old furniture, like from family. Yeah, that's how I used to get furniture. Also, yeah, like, yeah, people would give me furniture, and I'd be like, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I literally bought no furniture at any point, like, until, like, literally, like, the last couple of years. Because, seriously, everyone I know would just ask me whenever they were getting rid of furniture, do you want this? And I go, sure. I, in fact, (laughs) still have a couch that Katie gave me. Um, Let's see. I, I, I did actually get rid of a chair that Katie's mom gave me. Uh, let's see. I ran some of their old appliances for a while. You had Katie's old dishwasher there for a while. And then I had countless, uh, chairs. I have a couch from grandma and grandpa in the basement right now. So yeah. Oh, and every table and chair, like my, my wife, literally, we rotated three different dining room tables that all came from her mom. Um, Mm. because one sibling didn't want it anymore. And so, but we couldn't get rid of it. So we would get it. And then another sibling needed a table. So we would give it to them. And then we got another one and it was kind of ridiculous. But yeah, that, no, that was the same way. I like, I never bought furniture for myself. I just, I just take whatever. Now, most of that stuff didn't survive my house in Clay City. So when me and Mia moved, there was very little that went with us. Um, Probably because for good most, reason. Yes, yes, for very good reason. Oh my god, that that uh, fold out couch bed thing that Roger gave me that was in his cabin oh, for years that weighed that like the, a ton. It weighed a ton. It weighed a it was, literal ton. It was so gross. Oh, it was such a <laughs> gross couch. Oh, yeah. It was. It's not the heaviest piece of furniture I've ever moved. That will that would be the uh, adjustable bed that my mother in law has. Mm. Oh my god, that thing is made of I don't know adamantium or something. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no that 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 couch Roger gave me was oh and it was so gross. There was so much dog hair in that couch. Um, yeah, Did we end bad. up cutting it up to get it out. I believe we had to cut it up to get it out. Yes. I think we like broke it into pieces to get it out of the house. We barely got it into the house. Yeah, well, I th- didn't we break a window in your screen door getting it in? Yeah, we broke my, bro- we broke my screen door getting it into the house because <laughs> we decided the fold out bed like just came open on yeah, us. Yeah. And it weighed like a thousand pounds. And yeah, it, it weighed a thousand pounds. And, and, like- and we, and we were in a weird position and couldn't get it back in. Yeah. Like, and we it- couldn't get the fold out bed back into the couch. Yeah, and so. your your house was like two hundred years old, and yes. it, so it only had thirty inch wide doors as well, tiny doors. Yeah, tiny so it's like nothing fit in there ever. Yeah, no, it was terrible. Yeah, we. I believe. I believe my second dumpster run, where I I just threw half of my possessions out of my house in the dumpster. Uh, I believe that one went out during the dumpster run, and we yeah we cut it into like pieces somehow. Yeah. But anyway, um, so things I hate about assembling my own furniture. Um, the instructions are terrible. 
instructions are almost always like there's no words. It's all pictures. Yeah. Which I guess is good because normally they'd be in like French or Swiss or something. <laughs> um, what I hate is is when there are instructions, but they, instead of doing a section for uh, English, a section for Spanish and, you know, French or whatever, they, right. they instead save paper and then they'll just repeat the same line. In oh, the God, different yeah. language. So it's like English is normally on top, thank goodness. But then it's like you don't know where that instruction ends and the next instruction begins because it's like this giant paragraph of all the different uh, languages. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. So, yeah. So, yeah. Trying to make sense of the, the instructions is terrible because there's always dowels now. You got to slap dowels in everything. These little wooden, tiny wooden dowels. And... There's a thousand of them jammed into little holes and the instructions, you got to like squint to the instructions because it's a tiny little drawing of a tiny little dowel going into a tiny little hole and you got to figure out which hole, which dowel goes into based on the drawing. And if the drawing's not particularly accurate, it's a fun time. <laughs> and you never quite know like the, the orientation of whatever yeah. it is you're building as well, because every, everything, those things, every one of these things you build, they'll always be, there'll be, there'll be a front and a back, right? It's so right. you have to like orientate it to the front and the back. But if you can't tell from the picture, you inevitably are just going to have to put it together twice. That is yep. what you're going to have to do. That is what's happened to me on more than one occasion. <laughs> uh, when I built my son's new bed, um, I got it all. I almost had it all all together, um, except for the the backboard or the baseboard or whatever. And um, I was like looking at it, and I was like, "There's not enough holes," because the picture had more holes for more dowels, but I didn't see any holes. And I was like, "Okay." I started assembling it, and then I like feel the other side and realized I had it backwards. <laughs> so I had to unscrew it and flip it around, and then it was like, "Oh, there's the dowel holes," and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So. Yeah. And and I must say my son's bed is such a chintzy piece of crap. <laughs> it's so it's well, so chintzy. It's a kid bed. I mean it's a kid bed. He's it's gonna not supposed out, to last forever. He's gonna outgrow it, you know, yeah. before he really gets a good night's sleep in it. So yeah. uh the, the, another caveat to the whole uh, build it yourself furniture is when you move, you think I'll take it back apart. Oh, no. And then you move it. I don't know how – this has happened to me a couple of times already now because, like, I will take something apart in order to move it to a different room or whatever and then, you know, set try to set it up again. And inevitably, I've lost the instructions. I have lost half of the hardware. and right. uh, Or in some cases, I've actually been involved in reassembling stuff that uh, I didn't even put together in the first place. And that's yeah. a whole new nightmare in its own. Oh, God, yeah. And trying to rely on the the owner to be like, well, I think it was like this. I'm like, well, guess who's just screwing new holes in it? <laughs> yeah, um, we, we attempted to, um, when Jesse moved in with us, um, we attempted to move an entertainment system, uh, an entertainment center she had. Um, but again, it was so flimsily built that it basically collapsed in on itself <laughs> as we were moving it off the truck. And she was like, do you think you can put it back together? And I said, no, we are going to throw this into a pile in the backyard. And that has been where it has remained in a pile in the backyard. Uh, my, so, yeah. 
yeah, my stepdaughter has has bought some some <laughs> crap, and the well, I guess she bought she had come up with some money and bought an entertainment center for herself, and but she didn't have a screwdriver to tighten everything up properly. Oh no! So I guess it all collapsed at one point on her, and then, <laughs> and then I think her and her dad ended up like running like new bolts in it and stuff. I kind of got it fixed up again, but now. Uh, after she had moved like three times, it's now sitting in my garage doing nothing. Yeah, no, that's about right. <laughs> but she gave it to me. I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the the other thing I think is cute is you always get that L shaped, the the L shaped <laughs> tool, right? And if you've never, I mean, it's just a it's a little piece of metal in an L shape that's designed for, uh, um the the screws that have the you know there's certain types of screws and um bolts that 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 match the little l-shaped right. tool and you, you use a little l-shaped tool to tighten everything down and your art your hand wears out because you're using this tiny little tool to hold your entire uh a, you know piece of heart a piece of piece of crap together <laughs> Now, if you're if you're even remotely handy and have uh, amassed a collection of tools in your time, you kind of just immediately bypass the included yeah. tools. But I, it is kind of neat that included tools are part of the game now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like like back in the you know, a while back anyways, like one of the first times I ever put together, you know, purchase something online and put it together myself. Like there was like an included tool with it. And it was like this, like six sided metal piece that like one corner of it was a, a screwdriver and one other part of it was a wrench and another part of it was like something else. It was like five tools in one and it was Ooh, bad at all of it. Yeah, (laughs) like it it, it was supposed to be like a wrench and a screwdriver and 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 other things it it did nothing well and like i'm just going to throw this away and get actual tools so uh but what was kind of neat is uh we got a uh uh, it's basically a futon bed for my son and Hmm. um it actually came with a ratchet Oh yeah, wow. it was it was is actually pretty cool. I mean, it was kind of a crappy ratchet, yeah. but I it's mean, not, obviously somewhere somebody along and it was nice too because there was like more screws than any than more screws than needed in that thing. So it was nice to have it. And then after we got done, we gave the ratchet to my son, and he has a toy. So, <laughs> well, that's nice. No, I, keeps on, and I think he called it his machine, and that was his machine for fixing things. Yeah, cool. So, uh, nice. Yeah, I think I think the uh the bed I built had specific specific instructions that was like do not use power tools with this. Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz you sure. might you might strip, strip out away. everything and all this other stuff and I was like, uh yeah, I do yeah. I use a I use a driver anyways because I uh, no, I when I built the when I built the the grill the a uh, few weeks back, no, I used an electric screwdriver. Yeah, no, there was there's no way I was I was screwing all the that out and by hand outdoors. No, I we uh, we got a bookshelf for uh, because at some point I'm fairly certain uh, maybe marriage year fifteen probably I'm gonna have to start looking for a new home because my home will be completely <laughs> filled with books. Um, 
<laughs> with every every almost every day that goes by, a book finds its way to my home. And I don't know if we're part of some sort of like like book angel book safe, of the month club? safe haven. I think we're a book <laughs> safe haven, like where wayward books go. Because you know, like those kids' books they have like in the front. This this book belongs to and is supposed to be your kid's name. Like obviously it should say my this book belongs to Hazel or Neil. Most of right. the books in my house belong to some kid I've never met. <laughs> like you open up and this book belongs to Ricardo. I don't know a Ricardo because wayward, wayward and misbegotten books find their way into my home and live. And I think they reproduce too. So, uh, so, so I, I'm putting together this bookshelf thing. My wife buys this bookshelf and it's, it's blue and it's cute. And I don't know why. And, uh, um, and I fairly certain when I put it together, it was one of those situations like you were talking about. Um, uh, it was, it, it's just a rectangular bookshelf with feet is, is all it is. And, um, one end of the like divider there, there's divider boards that are also act as supports for the shelf above it. Right. Yeah. So one end of these divider boards, I think, had a dowel in it, and the other end you screwed into the shelf above it. And I swear I did everything right, and like within uh, a month of uh, having this thing up, all of a sudden I look over, all the dividers are at an odd angle. And Mm. like there's nothing holding them in there. I was like, what in the world? Like, did I forget to put screws in? I think the dowels busted out on them. So I had to go through and I ran through and I just ran screws where the dowels were. I mean, it worked fine and everything, but I was just like, and, but, but the weird part is, I don't know where the, like, there's no little bits of dowel anywhere. Yeah. They probably just fell out. I don't know, but maybe my Roomba ate them. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, that's the thing I don't really like about all this DIY furniture is all the dowels. Like dowels are the essential, like dowels are the bones of these things. And I'm like, I'd rather have nuts and bolts and yeah, screws. Why, why not? Why, I, mean, I mean, the dowel I mean, you is. Get, you do get screws. Don't get me wrong. But it, like the dowels do a lot of the work and it's weird. Yeah. And yeah, like the dowel is basically the dowel is just taking the place of a screw. Yep. You, you, all you'd have to do is just put an extra screw in. And how many how many of us out there have bags and bags of extra screws now in their junk drawer? Oh, so many, so many screws. Because I can't throw them away. I might need no. a screw. <laughs> I can't throw them away. I might need them. I have multiple. I might ju- need them. I have multiple junk drawers of extra screws because normally <laughs> those kits, God bless them, they do come with an extra screw or two in them. There's usually spares. Oh, that came in handy when I was doing the grill because I was doing it outside and the wind picked up for like one second and blew all of my all of my gear everywhere. Yeah. So I had to like paw through the grass trying to find all of my screws and uh, bolts and stuff. Right. It was annoying. So anyway, um, DIY furniture. Um, it's awful. But what you're going to do, yeah, what, it's what we do now. What else are you going to do? Go to a furniture store? <laughs> Why would we do that? Why would you do that when when Amazon can bring it to you? When Jeff Bezos can deliver my box that I can build myself. So, uh, oh, man, we should start a company called Rustic DIY Furniture and just literally send people boxes of wood. 
like, make whatever you just, want. Just scrap some wood. Just scrap some wood. Box is like, it could be a chair. It could be a closet. We don't care. Just build it yourself. Just, just a bag of bolts or just a bag of screws. Random screws of random sizes. We should, that's what we ought to do. Like, you get a box of wood and then you get a box of screws. And then you get a, a, like a really crappy hand tool. Make whatever you want. Make whatever you want. It's a free country. What, what are you bothering us for, jerk? Make whatever you want. You need a bed? Build a bed, damn it. This is selling itself. Oh my god, why haven't we done this before? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think we can go any farther on that. that is no, what, no, that's we nailed. That's it. where this one ends. We nailed it. Dun 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 all right, so we're talking the the 007 super spy, James Bond. And why are we talking James Bond? It's not topical in any way, shape, or form, other than I think they might be working on Spectre, or not Spectre, the the last, I think it's the last Daniel Craig movies. Yeah. They're working they were, on it, I they've, believe. They've been working on that one for a while. I, I think it was one of the big, it was one of the, the larger uh, pandemic delays that yeah. and black Wid- well black widow got made they just haven't put it out yet right uh yeah it, it definitely i think got uh, uh pand pandemicide yeah pand- the pandemic pa- definitely pandem- bit that one in the butt ah, i got nothing there uh but anyways uh despite all of that and maybe in spite of um, I, I, I have always been a James Bond fan and, uh, I, I, I basically have spent the last two years of my life attempting to watch all of the Bond movies and pay $0 to do it. Nice. So, um, so I, I've basically been tracking all of my streaming platforms for when the James Bond collection is on them. And, and in certain times you do get like the, all of the old movies anyways, the, the Daniel Craig newer Bond movies, um, are kind of hit and miss when you can watch them. Like I haven't seen Spectre actually yet. Right. So See, I was about to ask how many of those you watched because we kind of, we kind of turned our nose up at the Daniel Craig movies. So I didn't, I didn't know if you'd watched them. I turned my nose up at them for good reason. And I, I have pretty much one eighty'd on them as well. Oh, wow. And, and we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute, but then uh, right. also along the lines uh, of all this, I've, I've actually started listening to the books uh, right. And faithful listener, you should know that reading is not my bag at all, but I've really gotten into audiobooks since I drive a, a truck for a living now. And audiobooks are awesome, if you ask me, for if, if you're a truck driver, because you can only listen to the same classic rock station so many times oh, yeah. before it 
I mean, and, and that's kind of the thing in our neck, of, in our world or our part of the world, there's very little radio options. You, you either yeah. listen to all of the same country all the time or all of the same classic rock all the time. And then kind of, you can listen to some of the college radio stations, right. or maybe if you get close enough to a, um, a big city, you can actually listen to some new rock, but it's not like new rock is great. No. I mean, I mean, seriously, at the end of the day, Five Finger Death Punch is just a cover band that made it big. So, yeah. and I don't know why everybody thinks they're the greatest band on the planet, but that's a, that's a different topic to itself. So I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and my wife started giving me the 007 books because the, um, I, you know, she knew that I was kind of working my way through. I'd been working my way through the movies. I loved watching them as a kid and everything. So, um, I recently finished listening to the book Goldfinger, which I believe is the second book. I, I've listened to Casino Royale and Goldfinger, and then I've watched all of the movies up to, um, Except Spectre. for Spectre. Spectre is right. the one I haven't seen because it is not anywhere. I can watch it for free. Well, air quotes free in that I'm paying for the service. So right. uh, I felt like I am enough of an aficionado now, having listened to two books and watching most of the movies, that it's time, it's time for me to pummel you with my 007 knowledge. It's, it's time to see if you can take a shake steak. Oh, I blew that to hell. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Interesting. It's, it's hard to do it with the voice. All right, so we're going to go through. Let's let's do a little of the uh, by the bond. We're going to go down by the bond and start with the original. In most people's minds and hearts, the greatest James Bond of the movies, anyways. Uh, Sir Sean Connery. He, he didn't Sir get Sean, right. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. I take swords for 500, Alex. <laughs> Everybody at home knew that was going to happen. We uh, knew it was all going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Connery, fast takes, go. Sean Connery, fast take. Um, not really. W he wasn't our bond. So, we're not as beholden to the Sean Connery bond as everyone else. Um, but he did have... Um, you know, he had odd job. That was cool. Um, and he had a lot of underwater adventures, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also liked short shorts and granimal shirts. He wore a lot of short shorts, granimal shirts and did not shave a hair. Did not <laughs> shave <laughs> a hair. The hairiest of all the bonds Easily. by far. The wooliest legs just, and just, chest. just a woolly mammoth in short shorts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I know the Sean Connery, James Bond movies, but like, and I know it's one of those things. I have firm memories of bits and pieces of everything, but like all the Sean Connery movies, uh, all kind of blend into each other in my brain. So it's hard for me to really focus on any of it. Well, all of the Sean Connery movies deal with Spectre. Um, right. Spectre is the ultimate evil, uh, and it begins actually in the very first movie, Dr. No, um, where we find out that Dr. No is in cahoots with Spectre and the whole Spectre thing goes on. Um, so in every Sean Connery movie, he's fighting Spectre. 
which kind of runs them all little together. And, and in each one of the movies, it's a different specter agent, uh, ultimately where, uh, he gets, uh, at, it's at the, uh, the end of the Sean Connery run, um, that he actually, uh, uh, meets specter agent number one Blowfield, who is right. at least at the time he was the, uh, ace number one ultimate bond villain. Yeah. And he's, and he's he's white suit white cat right yes uh interestingly enough uh blowfield appears technically i think in four different bond films played by a different actor every time huh, i yeah. did not know that he he the the look is similar in each one but uh uh it's a different actor every time so <laughs> uh anyways uh, fast takes on Sean Connery the most misogynistic of all the bonds doesn't he beat the crap Sean out of women Connery a lot? Connery smacks more chicks in those movies <laughs> than any of the other Bonds put together. Anytime it seemed to serve his purpose, he backhands a lady. Wow. Which we should not giggle about, gentlemen. Oh, it shouldn't yeah. be funny. Kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's, we don't, you don't want to like it. Well, you don't, well, you don't like it, but it's so ridiculous. Because the second you said it, I immediately in my mind pictured him backhanding a woman. It was like the thing he did. You're a right. A woman being the... hit should not be funny. No. Should not be. You kind of giggle. It is a little funny. <laughs> and goodbye, the rest yeah, of up. our audience. It was fun Damn, while it lasted. We apologize. Of course, now yeah. I will say, uh, 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 I believe, if, I, if memory serves, Dan, Deb's husband, is a big uh, 007 fan who, if he ends up listening to this, probably will think, uh, Ryan doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, so we moved from uh, Sean Connery. Uh, he, he was in, he's in actually, I think, seven movies. Um, quite a but lot. actually after his sixth movie, he, uh, he, he was ready to leave the role. He was already a multimillionaire from the series and went on to do like all sorts of other things, including Crawford and Sartre Jones. <laughs> um, but in along comes George Lazenby in on her majesty's secret service, which believe it or not, in my opinion is the best bond or is the best movie of the series. Wow. Um, it includes, uh, Telly Savalas plays Blowfield. He is easily the best Blowfield and, um, the, uh, Bond girl, which I, I, I've already forgotten her name, but it's Emma Peel from the, uh, uh, oh, the Avengers. Yeah. Emma Peel from the original Avengers movie, or, the TV, uh, TV, TV, the British TV, yeah, Avengers, the British TV yeah. Avengers. It's, uh, she is the Bond girl and she is the greatest Bond girl. Why is she the greatest Bond girl of all the Bond? Cause she kicks ass. Like she is mm, not right. like a sit around and, and, and wait to be smacked by. <laughs> James Bond, you know, and that's another thing that happens a lot in those Sean Connery movies is like Sean Connery just kind of forces himself on chicks like like the chicks yeah. are like, no, I don't want it. He like, like grabs them and kisses them and they just melt to butter. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a little it's a little rapey. It, it is a little I was kind of thinking about that, too. Like, yeah, it's a little it's it a little a creepy little rapey. Um, and uh uh, so, uh, uh, George Lazenby Bond, he's okay. Um, I, a lot of people think he was one of the better, if not the best Bonds. I thought he was okay. 
I didn't really have anything to say against him. He he just I don't know in that cast. I didn't think he really shone that well, and yeah. like, but at the same time, none of the other Bonds would have worked better in that movie. You know, mm. yeah. Uh, so, which, uh, and then that moves us along to uh, George Lazenby got such a big head from that movie. Apparently, I think it was actually uh, he was nominated for an Oscar. I, th- wow. I believe for it. that was the only Bond film to be uh, uh, nominated for uh, an Academy Award. I think it was both. Uh, he he was, I believe, nominated for an Oscar, and uh, the movie itself was nominated for an Oscar, if I remember correctly. So he got such a big head from that movie that uh, he uh, uh, quit the the franchise, and they actually brought Sean Connery back. So he, he, his last, Sean Connery's last movie is, uh, uh, and I can't even think of the name of it actually right now. Um, but interestingly enough in, um, on her majesty's secret service, uh, bond gets married. He marries Emma Peel and, mm-hmm. uh, and then she immediately gets killed by Blowfield's henchman at the end of the movie. And, and like George Lazenby, like gives this like overly dramatic, like heartbreaking, like, no thing that's like during the credits rolling it's weird wow it's weird and and it's weird in that you know bond shows that much emotion and everything which i think kind of made the movie you know and i think that's in and in lazenby certainly was a more like human james bond than sean connery ever was right sean connery would get in fights and get beat up but not you never thought, ah, he ain't going to make it. Lazenby gets his ass whipped. <laughs> Actually, within the first 15 minutes, he gets beat up. And uh, he's constantly getting beat up during uh, the movie. And he's like, he, you know, he, he's a lot more of a human bond. Yeah. So we, we come back. Uh, so so then uh, uh, Sean Connery does one more movie basically to get the, 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 the franchise back on track. And then we get to me and Joseph's personal favorite, Sir Roger Moore. Roger Moore, everybody. Man, yeah. So if, if you were a certain age, the Roger Moore movies were great. But you had to be just that right age. And we you were just really that did. right age. Like our parents, no. And, and people older than us, no. But like for us, because Roger Moore's, Roger Moore's James Bond movies are cartoons. They're ridiculous. Basically. They're ridiculous. They're over the top. And Roger Moore himself is this ridiculous cartoon character. Whereas like, like you said, like the Sean Connery James Bond to like grab women and pull them close. And like, <laughs> they're like I'm, you're, I'm kissing your face now and you're falling for me. Roger Moore would just like show up in bed naked and like. <laughs> flop the covers over and the woman would shrug and just take her clothes off and dive in. Yeah. That was, that That was, was, that was Roger Moore. That was the thing. It was like Sean Connery was always throwing himself at ladies and they, and like taking Sean Connery took ladies, right? Yes. Ladies gave up, gave themselves to Roger Moore. They, they gave themselves willingly to Roger Moore. Every lady in every movie that Roger Moore is in, he beds them all. He, bad girl lady, good girl lady, doesn't matter. You're getting in Grace random, Jones. Yeah, random he, lady. You're getting in bed. Yeah. You're going. You're going to bed with Roger Moore. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, Roger Moore had like I know. I know Sean Connery had gimmicks, but like Roger Moore had all the gimmicks. Oh yeah. And like Sean Connery had like 
Sean Connery had interesting villains, but like Roger Moore had wacky villains again, like Jaws, Jaws is in two of his movies. Know. Uh, there's a, um, there's a voodoo guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, Grace Jones and all of her Grace Jones, uh-huh. goddess of the Savannah glory. Um, I can't think of anyone else right now, but like, yeah, yeah those, they're those all are just the big ones. Uh, yeah. Those are the big ones. And they're, they're all just crazy and wacky. To me, view to the kill, view to a kill is just like peak Roger Moore bond. Like, like Moonraker goes too far. Like Moonraker is utterly ridiculous and makes no sense and shouldn't have been made probably, <laughs> even though, even though it's the other Jaws movie. So it, it gets points for being the other Jaws On movie. On a rewatch, I actually, I, I, I liked Moonraker more rewatching it. It no, didn't yeah. seem no. as like utterly preposterous as I thought it was when I was a kid. It is utterly preposterous. It's bomb. Yeah, there's in space, a lot of like, y'all. there's like flying in space with jetpacks and laser guns. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, this is the seventies when we had just barely made it to the moon. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, but like view to a kill though, man, I got, I got to do a little bit on view to the kill, man, because it's, it's again, it's got Grace Jones in it and like, and she's the bad guy, but like, oh, she bones bond. And she, she much like Jaws has a face turn at the end. Yeah. When she realizes that, you know, things are going up and, 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 uh, well, she's um, got like a, she's got like a sexy lady assassin squad, right? No. No? No. I thought she had like, I thought she had like no. women that were, yeah, with, you're, no? you're getting her confused. Octopussy has, oh, the, okay. Uh, Sorry. She has, the see, sexy I was thinking like she, I, cause I thought that like she turned face because, um, uh, Christopher Walken betray. Oh, Christopher Walken's in the movie. That's the Chris- other thing that blonde-headed that Christopher Walken cr- is young blonde Christopher bleach blonde Christopher Walken is the villain of the film or one of the villains of the film, and he's so Christopher Walken and it's awesome. Uh, there's a blimp. There's the Golden Gate Bridge. Never mind. Duran Duran does the theme. Oh my God! Yes, Duran Duran did the theme. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We will dance into the fire. Bam, bam. A fatal kiss is all we need. Oh, yeah. Dance. No. Yes. And that's yes. A, yes. And that's yes. A thing. From start to finish, A View to the Kill is the best Bond movie. Oh, God. It's so, it's so Bond. It, everything like, is perfect in the yeah. movie. It's, oh, it's wasn't perfection. the neighbor... The, oh, and the neighbor's mom is the Bond girl. The neighbor's mom from that 70s yes. show is the Bond girl. And, and she is like, she's like the perfect Bond girl too, because she's she's somewhat competent but not competent enough. Yeah, yeah. she's turbo yeah. hot. She's and, turbo hot. Yeah, and and like and she's she's somewhat the damsel in distress, but yeah. also is kind she's of competent. She she kind of takes care of herself a little yeah. bit. But uh, another thing about the Roger Moore movies, uh, and and we could talk basically a whole podcast about. Uh, it, uh, yeah. Oh, real quick though, I got I got to finish I got to finish my thought about View to a Kill though. The other thing about View to the Kill is that um, even though, like I said, Grace Jones beds uh, Roger Moore at one point, she's again the villain. So like twice in the movie, like you, there's a scene where someone's like driving away from Bond, like one of Bond's friends or helpers or drivers or whatever is like driving away from bond. And then like Grace Jones pops up in the backseat and like murders the guy. And this happens like twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, I'm still a little terrified of that. I always check my back seat to make sure that like <laughs> to make sure Grace Jones isn't in my back seat ready to snap my neck. Maybe Grace Jones on horse tranquilizers. Grace or, Jones on horse, horse steroids. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah Grace Jones's character's on, on yeah. horse steroids, so she's super strong too. Yeah. Which kind of makes me wonder, like, like, man, like, how good was Roger Moore or how good was Bond at? at never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> So anyway, what were you about to say well, about, what I was before I say, cut you off? Roger Moore, one of the things about – another thing about Roger Moore, I was talking about how how uh, Sean Connery, you know, he, 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 he gets beat up, but it never looks like he's in trouble. George Lazenby is almost too human at times in his movie. Roger Moore's hair is never out of place. Never out of place. In, in I mean – there was like one movie in in his entire run where he gets like beat up, like he takes a punch. I think the rest <laughs> of the time he doesn't even get hit. Man, it's like it's like he's a superhuman Bond. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and and it's just it's that kind of thing. If you if you know it and you're ready for it, you love it. Yeah, like and but I I mean I could absolutely see. Because we basically the the Bond movies we started watching as kids they were the Roger Moore Bond movies right yeah, so when you, when you start with that and then you try to go back to those Sean Connery movies they're just so yeah. boring you know yeah they're just they're not as much fun because again the the Roger Moore ones are cartoons so if you're oh, a kid yeah. and you love cartoons they're great so uh, who we got next. All right, I'm actually looking at the time here. I think we are going to have to do a Bond 2 electric boogaloo at some point. Yes. Because there is there's so much Bond here. I think this is a good time to stop, actually. Okay. So, so, uh, so once again, Timothy Dalton gets the shaft. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> once again, Timothy Dalton, no. We'll, we'll talk about you. And I got a whole thing we'll, about we'll get back. Uh, we'll get back to you, Timothy Dalton. Right. And, and it's kind of, I see, I was like, I was like, oh, we're doing great. And the, look at the time and i'm like oh crap it's like we're we're into this thing and we're not even up to timothy dalton yeah we've no. got like we got like three more it's three more bonds to go right yes yes there's three yeah, more and bonds then, and then actually i got some stuff about the books too so well, is, yeah there's there's a lot more yeah, to cover. It, it, we well, may have we'll have to save this one for for later later right so. yeah we'll we'll have to do we we, we ought to do bond kind of like we were doing the star wars roulette thing that we just need yeah. to uh come back to it from time to time so uh, it's also a good reminder that we need to do star wars roulette yeah, actually, yeah we'll we do haven't do done too. star wars roulette in a while so so yeah we'll we'll leave you there with uh our musings about the the first three bonds first three bonds uh, and then uh, we'll get to the rest of the bonds and the bond books and maybe by then i'll actually have uh, listen to some more of them so i had even more to add to um so yeah we'll end we'll we'll put a pause on the 007 there to be continued this has been the two bros three things podcast i'm joseph morris and i am in a weird transition period in my life. Um, and I am the owner and operator of um, Torque Press, T-O-R-C-P-R-E-S-S. I make comic strips. They're really great. Check them out. There's massive archives. They're all free. Um, but if you do feel like supporting my work, please do give me money. Um, you can do that at patreon.com. Look for Joseph Morse or Torque Press. You'll find me pretty easy. 
And with me, of course, is... Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Morse. Uh, 3HD Recording, the number 3HDRecording.com, and the Dr. Orpheus Project. Uh, Going to be releasing music about as slow as uh, molasses, but it may actually happen. Uh, and remember, if you want to be mentioned by name on this podcast, just uh, leave us a comment or send us a text or basically any way you want to tell us that yeah, you like but, what we're doing or yeah. maybe maybe you don't like what you're, we're doing. I don't know. Why not? Um, and hey, uh, we, we've never, I've never really done this cause I don't like this, but, uh, if you, uh, if you haven't yet subscribe, uh, on Podbean or I think you can subscribe on IP- iTunes as oh, well. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, um, that's the thing we should probably have yeah, been we doing. We should. Well, here's the thing. I, why I'm saying this is not because I, we're not going to get any money. Don't worry. <laughs> no money will be made <laughs> at this podcast. This is like iTunes where you get paid for subscribing. We will get nothing, but, yeah. Uh, we're going to try something new in the next episode and it'll either be awesome or awful. Oh yeah. The and, next episode is going to be yeah, kind of different. Th- yeah. We're going to do something. We're going to try something different in the next episode. And I think personally, if it, if it goes like it does in my mind, it will be awesome. And I, I, I would like any and all to make sure they get it. So subscribe. So you get a notification when the, when the podcasts are up in general, other reason, because we're poor and we're not spending money on this. So we only keep three podcasts up at a time. So yeah. if you can't get to them, yeah, God only knows when we'll ever post them again. So yeah, that's true. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe so you can uh, listen to our ramblings because <laughs> this is the two, two bros, bros, three things. Oh.